0: CHAPTER Seventeen OF NED FRANKS. OR THE CHRISTIAN'S PANOPLY. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. THE CANVAS BAG The magistrate, after greeting his sister, sat down and wiped his heated brow with a large silk handkerchief. There was a look of satisfaction upon his sensible, intelligent face. The police have had a busy night of it, said Mr. Lowndes. THE FELLOW VERY NEARLY GOT OFF, BUT HE'S BEEN ARRESTED AT LAST, AND THERE'S LITTLE DOUBT BUT THAT THE CHARGE WILL BE BROUGHT HOME TO HIM NOW. WHAT CHARGE? OF WHAT DO YOU SPEAK? ASKED MRS. MARTIN. WHY, OF A CHARGE AGAINST A SCAMP CALLED PETER PULLER. Nora COULD NOT HELP STARTING AT THE NAME, WHO IS ONE OF A GANG OF UNPRINCIPLED FELLOWS WHO HAVE BEEN TRYING IN DIFFERENT PARTS OF THE COUNTRY TO PASS A QUANTITY OF BASE COIN. We'd information sent down from London. A detective arrived last night. We've had a hunt, which has proved successful. It was quite time for the police to be on the alert. A great deal of mischief has been done already, for the false money is so close an imitation of the good that the simple folk about here have taken it pretty freely. I saw a poor widow yesterday who was in bitter distress, finding that the sovereign for which she had sold her pig was worth no more than a brass farthing. "'What heartless fraud!' exclaimed Mrs. Martin. "'This fellow, this Peter Puller, had some of the false coin on his person when he was caught,' continued Mr. Lowndes. "'But we have reason to think that we have not found all. Doubtless he would try to get rid of it when he discovered that the police were close on his trail.' Mrs. Martin raised her hand to her forehead, as if an idea had struck her norah my maid picked up a canvas bag this morning she said with eight sovereigns in it she gave it to me to take charge of till we could find to whom it belonged let's see it by all means said mr lowndes taking his spectacles and placing them on his nose mrs martin took the bag out of her pocket and handed it to her brother who shook out the bright pieces on the table took up each one by one looked at it closely through his glasses poised it on his finger to feel the weight then flung it down to try if it would ring after each trial he shook his head gravely while mrs martin and nora who was waiting at the table watched with interest to see the result worthless every one of them cried mr lans first replacing the coins in their bag and then the spectacles in their case it is well for your little maid there that she did not attempt to pass them, unless she could easily prove that she had nothing to do with Puller, or any of his set. Nora felt like a rider who was suddenly reined up on the brink of a dangerous precipice, and who looks down, shuddering but thankful, on the deep chasm into which he so nearly had fallen. The idea of being even for a moment suspected of uttering base coin, of being a party to a wicked fraud, and the knowledge that she had often received secret visits from the criminal's daughter made her draw in her breath with a gasp what if it could have been proved that nora had gone out on the previous night in company with Sophie puller and her party and had been found in the morning attempting to buy goods with false coin everything would have come out at puller's trial and even if nora had escaped the jail her character would have been lost all this shame terror and misery had been escaped by her simply keeping in the course of duty and denying self to follow the lord Nara was about to leave the room when the magistrate called her back stay here a moment my good girl he said laying his broad hand on the canvas bag which was on the table beside him your conduct appears to have been most praiseworthy in this affair it is not every young servant who having found as she thought eight sovereigns would have carried them at once to her mistress you've earned a good character norah and i make no doubt that you'll keep it and find through life that honesty is the best policy in all things then in a less serious tone mr lowndes went on i'm giving a fete to-day in my ground to all our school children here in honour of my little girl's birthday We're to have the grand conjurors to show his tricks then a feast and fireworks to close the entertainment could you spare me this little maid continued the magistrate, turning toward his sister, I should like to show the children one who has set them so good an example of honesty and uprightness. I will spare a Nora with pleasure, said the kind old lady, and make the same arrangement with my charwoman as I did upon Monday. Most glad am I that Nora should have this innocent amusement. I am certain that she will enjoy it, for she will feel that she has deserved it nora curtsied blushed and went out of the room in the quiet manner which became a young servant then went bounding downstairs to the kitchen to make her needful preparations nora was full of delight she knew that she had her lady's free forgiveness for all the past and her confidence for the future and but one cloud rested on the sunny sky above nora the thought of the shame and trouble in which her late companion must be involved by the sad disgrace of a father ah oh, poor sophie she has had no one to show her the straight right way no one to speak to her faithfully as my sailor uncle spoke to me she has not heard of the daily battle to fight the daily cross to take up she has not been taught that we are never never so happy as when we heartily try by the help of god's grace to obey his will in all things so thought Nora Peel then, and through the course of a useful, happy, and honorable life, she never found cause to change her opinion. There is a beautiful verse in the Bible which describes, in few words, the future glory of those who love the Lord and therefore hate evil. It is this: Light is sown for the righteous, and gladness for the upright in heart. The first fruits spring up even here. To the faithful and true is given the command. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, Rejoice! But who can tell what the full harvest of light and bliss will be in the world to come, when the Redeemer shall say to his own, Well done, good and faithful servant! Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. End of chapter 17 Recording by Rene Lacroix